Very good evening. Welcome to Monday night's Fools Rush In and thank you for choosing us for the Swindon Town debrief. After two away defeats in a week, the unbeaten run is over and, uh, well, realism is kicking us right up the rear end at the moment. Uh, but there must be some positives, surely. Uh, and I'm delighted to say I've got a panel of Fools regulars here to help me find them because I was quite despondent uh, after after watching both defeats. Um, but thankfully, thankfully, these guys will uh, steer me in the right direction and stop me from just ranting on. Uh, but before all that, let's roll the titles. understand uh catching up on friday's episode uh that twitter or x have uh, have made life even uh harder for people who want to get involved you apparently can only live comment if you've got premium but fear not because you can just send us regular tweets throughout the show 
and I will be picking them up if you'd like to get involved. Um, and as always, uh, Facebook Live and YouTube Live chat are available. Um, first question already in, despondent, annoyed, should have been four points. I don't know. Um, I think we, anyone who claims, in, at least in my opinion, and, and the guys will give theirs, anyone who thinks we should have got at least two points from the last two games, I think is being generous to the levels of performance we witnessed. But that's, as I've been saying to people for the last week, this is the joy of football. We can all sit there and watch the same game and all have very, very different opinions on it. Evening, Rob. Hope you are well. Um, and uh, big thanks to Mike. I had an idea and something um, something that I'm hoping we can do more of. And if you have any of these, please do send them in. I've got a little challenge for the panel as we welcome them on. Um, you'll be familiar with the, or you might be familiar with the teammates game where you have, you're given two completely different players and you have to try and link them in as few moves as possible. Uh, myself and Mike have been working on it. And uh, for tonight's panel, I wonder if they can get from Chris Kamara to Cristiano Ronaldo in four steps or less, as we have done. Uh, but while they think about that, let's say hello, starting with Mr. Monday Nights himself, hoping the Wi-Fi has sorted itself out. Evening, Wazza. Evening, mate. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you? Beautiful. I've moved out to the kitchen. I don't know what it is, but there's just something. Even though the router's in the living room, I can't work it out, but I'm not very techy. Um, but yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm loving, very... the loving the attire, by the way. Yes, thank you. It was promised. Uh, it was promised to John. It was promised to all the guys that we met in Nottingham. Uh, and it was promised to, to our friend Chantel that I would wear it the next time yes. I appeared. Of course, I was busy on uh, on Friday, so yeah. I couldn't wear it on the pod then. But uh, here I am, uh, hat and T-shirted up uh, and uh, ready to celebrate what has been two fantastic away trips. Yeah. Barring the football. No, very true. Obviously, it was a shame I couldn't make Bradford, but Notts County was great to catch up with a few of us that were there. Yeah. And we definitely had a good laugh. Even though the result wasn't great, it was still great for all of us to catch up and we had a good laugh. And um, yeah, Hooters was good fun, wasn't it, beforehand? We had a good chuckle in there. It certainly was, and we certainly did. Um, how Before I uh, let the others on, how was your weekend, mate? Yes, very good. Um yeah, not to, obviously shame. Listen to the football uh, Saturday. Um, yeah, golf Sunday. Just getting, oh, it's just getting closer. I know every week I come on here and I'm going. Yes, it's getting closer to being a till the second one arrives. So yes, we're just the house is full of boxes at the moment. So we're just trying to yeah delve through it all. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well, as long as you're taking the rest periods where they can come, mate. Where they come. Yeah. Uh, let's bring on the man with arguably, considering we are known as a, a podcast or a live stream that generically are full of people with beards, arguably the greatest beard in the crew. Evening, Craig. I just, put Craig. I just put myself on mute there. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wait, wait, wave on, wave them through. Yeah, I know I've changed where, where my laptop is. So, uh, Vicky's... Not in the best position. B Vicky's Hi, Vicky. Evening, Vicky. Evening, Vicky. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah, evening, chaps. Yeah, um, yeah, Fifey, I, I think um, like the next away trip, we, we ought to try and tie it in with the um, Karen's Diner. You know, if, if you oh, could you imagine Fools Rush yeah. Karen's Diner? 
Oh, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to do Chaos. that on an away trip if that's if that's possible after your uh, your. How many are there? I know there's one in Birmingham. I think there's. We don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's loads of them, but they've they're dotted about the country. There's one somewhere. up in Manchester, isn't there? So there's got to be a few games where we're up close up that yeah. way. Well, I think that'd be cool if we went. Yeah, if we, if we went there as a fool's trip, that that would be, yes. be awesome. We'll, so. we'll, we'll put it on uh, to to quote Greg James on Radio One. Well, I'll add it to the Rogue Promises spreadsheet and see how many we can tick off. Yeah, uh, fool's rush, Karen's diner on an away trip. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. Uh, thanks, mate. I didn't, I haven't seen the last two games. Obviously, disappointing results and and, and all that. Um, gutted to miss the Bradford away trip. Um, uh, that's that, it was my own fault for double booking my uh, daughter's um, birthday party at the same time. So <laughs> I, I could have gone. I, I probably could have gone, but it pro I probably would have been in the uh, in the doghouse with Miss Maison de Pooch. So. But, and that's another reason why I can't go to Reading tomorrow because I'd also double booked that. Even though I promised Nick I would go with him, I've double booked that because it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. So um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've not done I've not done well uh, the last week or so. So yeah, but I'll, well, I'll, I'll, uh, at least you haven't do double that. booked tonight, Craig. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'm here tonight. That's that's all that's all that matters. Uh, someone else who's here tonight, and that's all that matters, is someone who claims to be not sponsored by Hooters. Evening, Woody. Evening. How are we? Very well, thank you, mate. Yourself? Not too bad. There's a Hooters in Newport, by the way. Uh, no, Hooters, a Karen's Diner in Newport. Oh, oh wow. That's good. There's um, also one in Gillingham, but it's not the brand Karen's Diner. It's just called Karen's Diner. But I'm sure... <laughs> Being in Gillingham, you probably get the same sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh, Birmingham, Manchester, Sheffield, Newport, Barnet, Islington, and Brighton. Well, there you go. There's someone who's done his research. Uh, as a as a marketing research guru, as you clearly are, Woody, uh, which would do better if they opened in Swindon, a Karen's or a Hooters? Karen's. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, Karen's. Definitely Karen's. <laughs> okay, um, there we go. Yeah, a Hooters would probably do something stupid like set up in the town centre and then have to close down because of all the homeless people taking shelter in Hooters, <laughs> taking shelter, homeless. Um, <laughs> that that'll be the day that I'm actually homeless and I'd be like, oh no, I've got to stay in Hooters for the evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well rescued um, there, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can see um, comments already flying in, so we'll get straight to it. Um, but before I do, did any of you manage to link Kamara to Ronaldo in four teammates or less? Stunned silence. Is that, was that the opening, was it? Was that what you were saying earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So it's a bit like, you know how you could say Thierry Henry was... Teammates with Bartes, who was teammates with X, who was teammates with Y. Can you link those two players? With Cristiano Ronaldo or Pat Ronaldo? Yes, Cristiano Ronaldo. Christ, that's, that's hard, isn't it? Um, that is... That is... I have to have a look at Chris Kamara's follow-up for former clubs. Okay. I'll leave you to think about it. Shout up if you come up, if you uh, think of it in the meantime. Um... Let's get straight on to the football. And it's one that has the last week has split the fan base again. Um, apparently, uh, I, I in particular, again, I'm too negative 
Um, it's I, I am over the top uh, in my assessment. Uh, but I, I think every fan has the right to say it as they see it. Um, yep. and, uh, and I would never disagree with, with fans who tell me that they think I'm wrong with just cause. And equally, I'd like to think that I was able to express myself. I was very critical after Notts County. Um, for those who I spent the afternoon with at Bradford, I was very critical after Bradford, which is strange because for all intensive purposes, was it, we've lost a game 1-0 despite arguably having the two best chances of the game. Yeah, I we just this is it just seems to be happening at the moment. And you could even when we we you could, if you're putting these two games together, Notts County and Bradford, we even in the first half where we blew it, we blew ourselves to pieces in away at Notts County, and then even in the second half, we had enough chances to get back into it. Um, so it's just the point that we're just not taking our chances at the moment, and that's that's the be all and end all. I I don't think the performances have been at the level that they have been at home and and stuff when we've been scoring away. But I think that comes down to the opposition. These were always going to be two tough games. Bradford's run was going to eventually stop. They haven't been great. And then the middle part of this week when Hughes got the sack, I think everyone was like, oh, damn it. It was the worst time for it to happen for us. Because, you know, I mean, they were always going to get that bounce. If there was a few in the dressing room that didn't like the way he was doing things, they were going to get given a chance or an opportunity to show themselves. And it just always seems to happen. But... Yeah, it's just difficult to predict at the moment. I'm on the. I've always aired on the more positive side. Everyone knows that, and they were going to always be two tough games. Notts County, good side. You know, what I mean, I was very skeptical about them at the start, but I thought they were really impressive. And Bradford's just always going to be a tough place to go. I know they haven't been great at the start of this season, but they've got a a good following. It's a good atmosphere up there, and we just probably just play them at the worst time. But like you said, we had two of the best chances in the game. And if you don't take your chances, you're not going to get anything from the game. And we didn't. And we've learned this the hard way now. No, a hundred percent. Sean here saying that a, a mate of his from Bradford told him that that's the best they've played for a long time at home. And, and I do want to kind of start off by saying as annoyed uh, and frustrated as I was by Swindon's performance, um, I, I do want to give credit to Bradford. You know, they they reacted to their own situation in the week. Uh, they got the response that that is a is a footballing superstition that you get new manager bounces, whether it's caretaker or not. Um, but they, I, I mean, we were talking to a couple of Bradford fans after, and and I said that credit where it's due. As bad as as I thought we were. Bradford made us that bad because they they were just to me superior in every part of the pitch. Um, their their defense wasn't. I, I I think we could still be playing now. We would we wouldn't score. Uh, their midfield had a lot more press about them, a lot more energy, a lot more enthusiasm. Um, that they, they were quicker to every tackle. They were crisper with every pass. And um, one player I will highlight. Um, was Brewitt. I thought Brewitt was superb. The only time Cook won anything is when he moved on to uh, Dokes or FBT. Brewitt won everything against Cook again. Um, but as we've been saying time and time again, he can't do it all himself. Um, and he needs some support. Um, but yeah, as, as an attacking outfit, I, 
they looked a lot more threatening than we did. Um, and I felt they could, you know, we're, we're saying if we'd taken our chances, and you're right, was it? If Charlie, Charlie in particular, if he takes his two guilt edge chances, then, you know, we could be talking about a different result. But they had four or five where you're thinking that could go in, that that could have gone in, that possibly should have gone in. It's a massive cliche, but game goals do change games. And it's oh, just, and, and in if we're going to Notts County, for us, it was a stonewall penalty on Hepburn Murphy. You know what I mean? First 10 minutes. We score that. If we get the penalty, score the penalty. It, it could be a completely different game. Momentum shifts, everything like that. I just, yeah, we were just, uh, we've got to take these chances when you get them, especially away from home when you don't see them as few and far between like we do at home sometimes where we're properly in control. Um, but yeah, I'll let the lads come into it. But I agree with all the comments, the boys, all the uh, people are saying in the back that it's just our squad at the moment, Fifey. And we'll come on well, to this, I imagine. Squad depth is- was a big, big discussion point, even from before kickoff. Uh, let me bring Woody in on this point. Uh, Swindon, obviously, we knew Young was unavailable, uh, but Swindon unable to name a full bench, even taking uh, one of the, the youngsters with them, doesn't complete the bench. Um, and. Uh, <sighs> Six subs and and the young lad, 16, I think 16 still, shortly 17, uh, made his league debut, um, but was our only attacking option off the bench. Well, I think in the third game in the row where we've only named six subs, it's definitely at least the second, because we only named six against Newport, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I said, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, well, I've said since pre-season in the squad and I think most of us have said the squad's not big enough um, and I, I said a couple of weeks ago that it will be the squad depth that will kill us um, because and it's not necessarily even a fitness thing it's I think somebody mentioned in the chat it's that changing the game changing having the options available yeah okay it could have been a dream start for the young lad who come on it, of course it could have been but let's be realistic of the matter that you know we didn't we didn't really have Back up for if Austin and Young were having, well, obviously Young wasn't playing, but if they're having a bad game, we don't have the backup. The backup is Hepburn Murphy. I think, if I'm brutally honest, Hepburn Murphy is actually looking more like an impact player than a player who should start at the moment. 100%. Um, um, yeah. And, you know, and this, and, and Fife, you have every right to say it as well, given the defensive lapses recently, but. This is the kind of hate to say I told you so moment when everybody was saying that Hepburn Murphy was going to change the world when he when he was if he gets a full season. You know, he's not. He's not good enough to play 90 minutes. He's not fit enough to play 90 minutes. He's not good enough to play 90 minutes. But what he is good enough to do is come off the last half hour, run someone ragged and then maybe get, a, you know, get a finish here and there. But it's um, I think. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at depth of defensively as well, from that point of view, you, you know, you were saying about. You know, we've been saying for a few weeks our concern about Bruett having to do too much defensively. Um, maybe the fatigue is creeping in there because Blake Tracy and Dokes are playing such a, a high intense game going forward. Which, by the way, I'll, I'll let you carry on, but which, by the way, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, um, and maybe I'm hoping maybe it does, you know, I'm kind of glad that you're saying that like Bruett had a great game because I think. People need to start. Generally, people need to start re- realizing what that guy is actually doing. You know, he is re- he is really keeping. If it, if Bruett wasn't there and we had Minton in there, I guarantee you'll be conceding four or five every week, um, in the nicest way to Minton because he's he's 
he's the only hope we've got of, of keeping the score straight lower, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we said we were worried that we got to Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and the first time it's got to a Tuesday and a yeah. Saturday, we've lost two in a row. And um, and the problem is, is like Waza said, we've played two good oppositions. You know, yeah. Bradford, let's be honest, yes, they were on a bad run, but they've still got quality in their squad. You know, they've still got yeah. good players, as, as have a lot of teams in this league, you know. Mm-hmm. and um, But again, it's as, they've got quality in their squad. I bet they had, of course, they would have had because they were at home probably, but they had seven on their bench. They probably had seven on their bench on Tuesday and none of them were probably junior uh, youngsters, you know. So it's... Um, you know, and I think from what I've read and the highlights I've seen, fair play to both Notts County and Bradford because they both look like they've the number on us this week. Oh, 100%. And, um, you know, and it's, um, I'm not, you know, I'm a bit more positive. I'm still thinking, you know, I still think the team is good enough, but we do need squad depth. I'd, you know, and I, I'm sure we'll come on to Flynn's comments earlier about it not being upstairs. Um, People keep saying, "Why are we criticizing? Why why are we thinking it's not upstairs?" I'm sorry, but if there wasn't a problem upstairs, he would have signed players already. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's not that, and and not being funny, especially after you've lost. The last thing you're gonna do is criticize the people above you. Um, so it's people do need to pull their heads out of the sand a little bit when they go, "Oh yeah, he said it's not people upstairs; it's finding the right person." Mm. It's either the recruitment's not going right, the recruitment we're finding the wrong people in the first place, which then somebody else needs to be questioned, um, or we we're just not we're not offering the money. Um, and I I'm sorry, but I still firmly believe it's the latter. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But so, is it? Oh, oh no, go on, would you? But just to wrap up, really, on the Bradford thing, um, losing one nil off the back of a manager sacking. Yes, we played poor. Have we deserved? But. The, I think the positive for me, and this sounds really weird because I hate losing, you know I do. The positive for me is I've said the way we play, and Waza said the same. The way we play, we were on the end. We were going to be on the end of a couple of batterings, and we haven't been on the end of a battering yet. in the two games we've lost. Yeah, but yet you could say yeah, but equally it's you know like that. I would have expected New uh, not Newport, Notts County to. Oh, if they could have. They, so yeah, if they like, wanted to, they really yeah. could have. They well, really could have. And, and this is what made me laugh. I think Joe said in the chat though that Notts County took their foot off the pedal. No, they didn't. Nobody takes their foot off the pedal in the second half against a team in the top three. All you do is you either get more tired, um, so you can't attack with the intensity, or you can't high press with the intensity, or you've changed because you want to defend out the game. You know, nobody takes their foot off the pedal. It's such a misconceived statement in football it's just yeah it's just um, just something on the Notts County game because I'm sorry because I didn't make it Friday but um I fair play to Luke Williams I like the yeah. criticism that guy got from us but he showed his tactical nous on on Tuesday yeah. you know what I mean he was not saying he was above Flynn because it's a bit harsh but he was in a position where they were cruising at half time and I agree I don't think they took their thing off the glass they just managed the game yeah. You know what I mean? But even still, we created chances and we got better and we didn't get on the end of... That could have easily ended five or six. I think we were all sat there at half-time, Fifey, weren't we? We were all going, like, if this gets to five or six, we were joking about going back to Hooters for the second half. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was getting to that point. But we... Yeah, I just... I think we were just done by two better teams on the day. That's all I could... Yeah. You know what I mean? That were better than us. So... So, I'll... um, I, I had a, a couple of... 
particular elements I, I wanted to discuss about from, from Saturday that I likened to Tuesday as well. Yeah. And uh, obviously, any of you, feel free to, to jump in on any of the points if you want to. I'm, I'm going to start at the top end of the pitch and work my way back. Because uh, right. I know a lot of people have had their say on the Bradford goal. And I'm interested what you all think to that. Um, I, I've seen in the chat a couple of people say apparently RHM wasn't well on Saturday. Well, that tells you everything about a number of elements at Swindon Town. If we're having to play players who are unwell uh, and therefore not fit enough to play, that's a recruitment issue. Now, now, no matter what Flynn says about it's not upstairs, and again, we'll come on to that, I'm sure, in more depth. I made a point earlier again on Twitter against the adverse post about this. He's now been employed by the club for the best part of six months. If he hasn't found the right players in six months, he isn't going to find them now. Uh, now, if it's not the right players financially, that's an upstairs issue. If it's not the right players ability-wise, then then that's him having unrealistic expectations for what he needs. Um, because you, you've got to feel that if we're going into a game without a full bench, two, two senior strikers, one of which apparently is unwell, then, then that's a problem. You can't go, we've all said, you can't go through a season with three strikers. It's no, especially we were all assuming at one point in pre-season we were playing one up front because we only had three strikers. Um, people have asked me about Charlie Austin. I, I was frustrated that he missed the chances, but I think Woody said it earlier in the season, and, and I very much agreed with it on Saturday. I'd be more worried if he wasn't in the positions. Yeah. Yes, he should be scoring them, but at least he was there. Um, I'll be honest, um, I said at the start, I believed RHM had the potential, before his injury at the very start of the season, he was going to be our 20-goal striker. I would be more... The way he played the last two games, and I completely understand people who will shoot me down for this, because he's come off the bench in, in recent weeks and done very, very, very well and performed well and scored a couple of goals. But against Notts County and against Bradford, he was he's been shown up because he, he just could not do it. And I'd be more concerned, based on those two games alone, if he made 20 appearances, never mind scored 20 goals. Because, I mean, against Notts County, you, you all know, was a, like, I, I couldn't believe how many times he was flagged offside. It was oh. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then the game plan, again, credit to Bradford, because the game plan... To start with, say from the goal kicks, it frustrated me. We would play short goal kicks, but then we, we looked like we were going to get caught every time. So we started playing them long. But we weren't playing them long to Charlie Austin, who could arguably challenge the Bradford defenders physically. We were playing them to the world's worst target man in RHM. And like I think I used the phrase, some, some fans like players who've got first touch where it sticks like glue. Well, with him, it stuck like rubber. It, everything just bounced off him. Um, he had no. He had, he doesn't have the physicality against the defenders. Gets knocked off the ball. He's easily frustrated. His arms are always up in the air like a Premier League striker. And for the last two games, he's frustrated the life out of me. So I and I agree with the point Woody made earlier. I think he likes Shade because I've actually grown to think Shade's perfect role in this team is again coming off the bench. I think that's an RHM role. I don't think he is a starting striker from what I've seen. Uh, and I think we've now got two players who are destined 
to be impact substitutes. Um, I mean, on, on the, the striker situation itself, do, do any of you want to jump in on, on that? Um, I mean, it, it's, with, um, with, with Austin, you know, because he's not been in the, the greatest of, of form, I think like some of the criticism that's gone his, his way, I think we have to set our expectations and be realistic when it comes to Charlie Austin. You know, he isn't the player he was before he went to Australia. And that's just, that's just, that's not having a pop at him. He, he is a good League Two player, a good League Two striker, as good as probably most, you know, there's not going to be many strikers in League Two who, who are better than, than, than him. But he's not, he's not the Messiah for want of a Python sort of, um, you know, phrase really, you know, he, he, when earlier on in the season, when we were scoring all those goals and there was questions over Austin, he was involved in almost every single goal. So I don't care what his goal return is, as long as he's playing well and he's helping, helping his, um, helping his team out, but he needs more, more help up there when, you know, he, he, if we haven't got young up there, it looks like it's a big gaping hole, and and Austin's exposed up, up, up there pretty much on his own when he's alongside Hepburn Murphy or or any, anyone else, and um, it's a shame because we're going to end up wasting Charlie Austin again this this season. You know, he's you know how old is he now? Thirty five. You know, thirty four. Sorry, he's in decline, but not in decline. It's just a natural thing for any professional footballer once they get to their mid-30s. He's not going to be the championship standard player that we all thought he was when we signed him um, earlier on this year. He's he's not going to be that, but he is a good League Two striker. But we've got to make sure that we use him properly. And, and that well, he's that's... Got, sorry, and Craig, come on. Yeah, and that he's got the support. I mean, there has been a few... You know, I've seen some of the chants on, on the games that I have watched. I was like... Christ, you know, he would have, you know, he would have put that away, you know, earlier on in the year or, you know, when, when he was more in his prime. But, um, but yeah, I, I think the expectations of, um, of, of, you know, of Austin, it, 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 I think it's a bit too much from, from, from our fan base, what they're expecting out, out of him. That's just in, in, in my opinion, yeah. in my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, he needs, he needs help up, up there. He can't do it on his own. You make a fantastic point about using them correctly because, uh, and I, I say this with the utmost respect intended for, you know, he is clearly leap years away from whatever whatever I expected to be as a professional footballer. Um, and, you know, but with the exception of the two misses, he didn't, for me, really offer anything. Now, that's not necessarily his fault. At one point, he sort of dropped into a left wing back stroke central attacking midfield role and the ball was just pinging over him each way and he was just sort of doing shuttle runs across the halfway line, just d trying to go back to get the ball. The ball would get played past him. So we'd go forward to try and join the attack. By the time he caught up with the play again, Bradford had got the ball back and we're on the attack. So he was being completely wasted, uh, which was a shame. Um if, if, so, he's, if he's going to do that, which I, I haven't got a problem with him dropping deep and trying to get involved in the play and create an overload in the middle, because with the possession style that we play, you want that. You want an overload in the middle. You want to be able to try and outnumber them in there. But I do a comparison to, we're saying about the age here, but let's not forget 
And I, one person that I was really impressed with last week when I watched when we went away in Notts County, David McGoldrick, and he's a year older. Yep. David McGoldrick's 35, and that guy absolutely ran that ran game. Riot. He was everywhere. He was popping up in positions, he, he assisting the goals, scored the first, tracking back. You know what I mean? He was he was everywhere, McGoldrick. Even in the second half, he was tracking back, following our wing-backs back. You know what I mean? He was tracking Hutton. You know what I mean? So I, I can't have... I agree with Craig's point. I definitely say that Austin is in decline, but not in decline to a point that he's not effective. Completely ineffectual, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's not, because there's no reason for that. And when someone like McGoldrick's doing it, I would put Austin in that same ilk. Do you know what I mean? That older, experienced striker. I think the only difference at this football club is that we haven't got... You look at Notts County, they've got that long staff that scores goals for fun, you know what I mean? And that's that's why that sort of works. With us, we've got two raw... Young strikers in Young and Kemp, uh, sorry, Young and Hepburn Murphy that blow very hot and cold. That don't get me wrong, Young's been brilliant, hit the ground running, but he's gone off the boil the last three or four. And he did and injure himself at Notts County shortly yeah. after coming on as well. Yeah, and we needed Hepburn Murphy to step in, and it hasn't quite worked out. So, you know what I mean? And then it's easy for everyone to start going, oh, well, Charlie needs to be doing this, Charlie needs to be doing that, but he needs help around him. He's not, yeah. like you say, he's not going to offer you those long busting runs down the channels that it's going to get there. We just need him to be in the box and get in the chances. And you hit the nail on the head, Fifey. I'd be more concerned if he wasn't getting the chances. Look, he will score goals, 100%. He will. And, and, and it's a good comparison that you make with McGoldrick. I think he's got five goals in 10 games for Notts County. Yeah. I don't know how many assists he's got. But Austin has got four goals, uh, three goals, sorry, and four assists in 11 games. Now, that's a good return for me. Yeah. At this stage of the season, it's and it goes back to my, it goes back to my point about him being involved, what he does in the team, you know. So, yeah, it's it's, it's um he he does he does need need help, like I said, and yeah, I fully agree with what um was there and and Fifey was was saying there about about him, and that's that's just you know it's it, again and again it goes back to the broader point of. Of, of the squad's depth, isn't yeah. it, at, at the end of the day? You know, there's going to be times when, you know, Austin's not going to be able to to play, probably. He might pick up the odd injury or something like that. And, and then we're back in the same position again. So, but obviously we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Well, if I may, let's drop it back into, unless, Woody, you want to add anything to, to that particular? Yeah, I mean, Craig said kind of like McGoldrick's stats. I think he's he's got nine and eleven contributions, um, which is which is great. And Austin's seven and twelve. So it's you know for me that's fine. You know, like, but we all knew that where Young. I know he's been off pace recently, but where Young was firing, and then he's completely out of the game um, for for Saturday. Um, now we we've got to be realistic. There's not a, an unrealistic expectation. We were never going to get a strong striker to come in who was going to sit on the bench behind those three. But what we did want is somebody who has at least played a few senior games, you know, like right. so because we'd never we were never going to get like um, let's be real. As much as it was rumored and apparently he had just signed and all this, Troy Deeney realistically was he going to come and sit on the bench for us for? X amount of time, X amount of games a season, and we must not forget as well that Charlie Austin, um, a lot of those games he's not actually done ninety minutes, and I don't think it's because he can't last ninety minutes. I genuinely think it's because we change him 
after before 90 minutes but the and and he's he's come from and this is with the greatest respect to anybody in australia watching but that is a fucking diabolical league um so i think i could play out in that league and <laughs> so so like whereas mcgoldrick's come down from derby so like it's as you know I almost expect McGoldrick to be as good as he's been this year. I mean, that was a, a fucking great signing for them, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just think that. But what it does show is, that, like you said, he's getting in the right positions. But what it does show is um, that we were maybe too reliant on the other players rather than being too reliant on Charlie Austin. It's too easy to go. I mean, you look at that. I genuinely, and I'll probably get shot for this. I feel that that chance he missed was easier than Shade's chance last week. Um, but the um, so it's it's kind of, but he's going to miss them, right? We, we were you know games we weren't losing at that point, but you know players have bad games and they have quiet games and things like that. And if we're expecting Charlie Austin to come in, even if he was twenty nine years old, coming in and playing against League Two defenders to literally just dominate every single game, every single minute. Um, it, it isn't going to happen. Um, so I just think we need to be a bit more, not us here on the panel, but a lot of people that are criticising Charlie Austin need to be a bit more realistic in their expectations. What else would they, what else would we do? Um, if, you know, Charlie Austin's assisted more than he scored this year. And those assists have not been little petty assists either. They've been... Yeah. Like, I'm going to put this ball exactly where I would want it if I was in that position type assist. So, and and I think we, we talk about it over and over again. And one day we might start talking about the Charlie Austin argument. It's what he also offers around the team and offers around the dressing room. Offers, you know, he's he's probably as good as having an assistant manager for, for, um, uh, for Flynn. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I think we just need to, yeah, he's missed a, he's missed a sitter. You know, I don't like that word, but he's missed a sitter. Um, and... So what, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't that that lost us the game. I know moments change games, as Bozza says, but it wasn't that that's lost us the game. Let's be no. honest. Uh, that that sitter didn't mean that we had to defend poorly for their goal. Um, so it's, um, but yeah, that's all, that's all really. But we do need a bit more depth. But don't, I don't want people to think that if Flynn's going to go out there and get some bloody Andy Carroll-esque player type thing, it will be somebody who's either a low, we might, potentially take advantage of an academy loan player again i don't know but um we may just have to wait till january and hope that the three of them can can work it out between them yeah yeah uh i want to move on to the midfield next but um i just want to say congratulations to miles abodo making his senior appearance uh senior league debut uh, and to be fair um, although he didn't really impact the game as such, you could see there was an endeavour, there was a work rate. You know, he clearly wanted to to impress. Um, I know Flynn and FBT were asked about him post match as well. So, uh, you know, let's, let's hope this is the start of a, of a bright future for the young man. Um, moving on to the midfield, and, and I suppose it links into that depth question. Uh, Kane is out somewhere between four and twelve weeks, but no one seems to know exactly how many. Um, we've all, I think most of us that are on the panel tonight have suggested Kinsella would be a good option away from home because of his tenacious character and attributes. Um, again, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to see other than maybe 30 to 45 minutes against Peterborough in the cup, uh, the, the free flowing sexy flimble football that everyone else has been subjected to. But 
when it comes to the midfield, I have to my my report on the last week is is slow, ponderous. Um, I don't know whether that's fatigue setting in because they are playing every game together. Um, I, may, maybe those of you that watch more regularly or Woody from a coaching background would have a, a better idea on that. But there's there's no press, there's no engage. Majority of passes are going backwards. They they don't trust themselves to make that forward pass. Kemp, uh, as you don't. Uh, probably expect is the only one looking to do anything that little bit different um and quite frustratingly i noticed it a bit against Notts county but a lot more against bradford we had hutton and shade really hugging the touch lines and the balls just weren't going out wide to them they were just passing it in triangles in the midfield and it just was not making its way out wide um so yeah, I was quite concerned. I, I did expect a bit more these last two games from from Khan and, and from McEachran. Um, so that that was a bit of a worry. Um, on the subject of the wingers, Hutton did what Hutton does for me. On the odd occasion, he did get the ball. He he tried to beat his man and put a cross in. Generally, always aiming for Charlie and never looking for anyone else. Um, Shea did exactly what um, Awakwe does and didn't try to beat a man once, despite the fact he clearly has got the pace and the ability to, to knock it past the man and get after it. He, again, just come inside on his right foot and would either pass it sideways or backwards. Um, so, yeah, very slow, ponderous midfield as a whole, wasting the opportunity to get wide, in my opinion, when the opportunities would allow. And and both teams basically just run through our midfield like it wasn't there. Um, any Anyone want to, to discuss? I mean, was it you were obviously in Notts County? Um, does, does any of that ring true to what you, you saw on Tuesday night? Yeah, my main bugbear with the midfield at the moment, and don't get me wrong, when they're on it, they look extraordinary, don't they? Carl, McEachran and Kemp. But I was just looking back through the fixtures and just seeing who we've played against. Like we really wanted them to step up for these last two games, like Notts County and Bradford, two big games against teams that we'd expect to be at the top end of the league. But these guys, they look really good against teams that we've been able to dominate the ball and be able to do, you know what I mean? To be able to take the game too. But the last two games where we haven't been able to do that, they've just looked, they've just looked really off it like Khan for me is the most frustrating player I've ever I think you know I've watched in midfield for Swindon uh, the guy has got for me a lot of talent and he is when he's on it he is getting out of positions where three lads have come to press him and he's swiveled out and he's got away and he's moved the ball quickly but there's other games like when we not to count in Bradford where he just looks slow ponderous just doesn't look like he's offering us anything really and I think that's the detriment then to McEachran because it's just a knock-on effect with those two. And isn't it funny that we haven't played good football because we haven't really got Kemp into the game much these last two games. We've really struggled to get him. And I think is this down to opposition teams now looking and going, will we stop those two from playing? You know what I mean? Or stop Kemp mainly from playing? Is that the link between... That's the link between the midfield and the two strikers, isn't it? getting Kemp on the ball and we really struggle if we can't get him on the ball to drive with the ball to get us forward or to find that pass. Um, I just, yeah, the midfield is really frustrating me, but 
like the point you were saying, for me, I think those these two games have been crying out for Kinsella to start. And I don't care which one of them you sacrifice, whether it's McEachern or Khan or, you know what I mean? But you've got to bring someone in that's a little bit more tenacious, that's a little bit more defensive-minded. That doesn't mean you're going to stop playing the decent football because Kinsella isn't a bad player. He finds a pass, he looks decent. Um, but I just think... I just think that we're crying out for someone like Kinsella away from home. I do agree at home, let them go. Let Khan and Kemp and that impress like they've been doing. But for me, I just away from home, we do need a little bit more steel and we just haven't had it. I can't believe I'm saying this, Waza, but out of the two, I actually have, just again from the last two games, I actually think I would bring him in for McEachran. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do. I think McEachran was a bit lost against Notts County. I didn't really see him in the game much. But in this funny three weeks ago, we were raving about McEachran, weren't we, and about yep. what he offered. But then we've come up against a couple of really good teams in this league, and that midfield has just looked a bit average. And, and that's a massive concern for me, that we're like, are we going to come up against these big sides and these three are just not going to look as good as what they have been? Um, and I just... Yeah, and it just makes us think. And now we've lost Kane that offered a bit when he played. And you know what I mean? Just haven't, we haven't got that depth there, have we, anymore? Which we would, three weeks ago, we were saying our midfield probably looked the strongest mm-hmm. um, think, out of the whole positions that we've had. But I think as well, um, when it comes to the midfield, and I was, I was going to try and say this point on Friday about dropping Khan. Um, the problem is when you've got Khan, McEachern and Kemp, they, the midfield three, they play the same. They are yep. not like the same players, but we play the same style. So bringing in the reason I think that you could actually look at maybe the reason that Grimsby we we won is because Kane offered something different. Like it yeah. gives the opposition something to think about, and it's the same with Kinsella. So I think what we've probably fallen to is the fact that we've played the set, we've played the three that we think are going to play this attractive football, and it almost shows that we don't have any tactical change to be able to go right let's just put Kinsella in there and let you know I actually Kinsella... think that's a Flynn issue yeah 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 and and he's he would have but I think that's what that's what we've got to because I think I said at the beginning of the season the one area that I wasn't concerned about was midfield because we yeah. had so many options in there now don't get me wrong nobody expects Kane to get a 12-week injury potentially but the um and even then we still had backup with Kinsella but I just think that also, when you're playing two games in a week, um, playing against good opposition, you would think, right, I'm going to change the midfield, get them thinking, especially if you're playing yeah. a team that have got a brand new manager coming in, you know, because that manager's not going to have watched the game. You wouldn't have watched Swindon, you know, so he's all he's relying on is what he's been told by his mates. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's... Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, Cosy's mentioned it in the chat. The, you know, Young is, you know, even when he wasn't scoring, he is that kind of almost like a false 10 role as well. Like Kemp is that natural 10 role, but yeah. Young does drop in quite well. And he also will flirt with the left and right wing as well. So that it does. You don't know up. where he's popping up. Exactly. Yeah. And he's just got the willpower, a bit like Wakelin had, in my opinion, just had that willpower to, to want to create something, you know, what I would have done to... for Wakelin on Saturday. Oh. Well, yeah, but, but I just, yeah, I, I agree with what I don't understand why, if you look at the midfield getting overcrowded, um, which it sounded like it was. It looked like it was being played through. It looked like that we couldn't do anything. 
um, with midfield when we were on the ball. I don't understand why you go, right, I tell you what, I'm going to put an enforcer-type player in there, a player who's just going to break up the play, and then that gives the freedom to McEachern or Khan, whoever you leave on, to just do their thing, you know, do what they do well. But if you leave free ball players, which is what Khan, McEachern and Kampar, if you leave that, it's actually, I'm not going to say it's really easy to play against, but it's easy to work out. And once you've worked it out, and especially when you look at Bradford's midfield, because they've got that... Um, Who's that guy that uh, Liam was on about that they reckon will, Ryan Easter will replace? Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. But, yeah, you know, they've got a couple of experienced centre midfielders in there. And it's just, Richie's, yeah. I just Richie think... Smallwood was one, isn't he? He's, yeah. yeah, was he playing on Saturday? I yeah. Don't know if he was... yeah. Richie Smallwood is just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so when, when you've got three creative players playing against somebody like Richie Smallwood, who's just going to say, right, you go there, you go there, and I'm going to deal with the breakup. It's just... Yeah. You know, it, you need to have that ability to not just change changing plan B or whatever isn't about sticking another striker on or putting another defender on. It's about changing the methodology of how you're playing yeah. in the middle of the park as well. Um, and I feel um, at the moment, Flynn hasn't worked that out. Yeah. He hasn't worked out how he can do that. With the lack of options that we had on Saturday, I would have maybe gone, you're not going to bring an enforcer on when you're chasing a game. There's not an enforcer. that Kinsella's that type. He's not going to come on and change a game for you attacking-wise. But what you could have done is bought Kinsella in, and then if it's not going well, we would have had an option then to bring on a McEachern or a Khan or mm -hmm. someone that would have been a little bit more attacking-wise that we could have gone, well, there we go, that's how we're going to change the game. But you looked at our bench on Saturday, and when we went 1-0 down, like I, I couldn't see how we were getting back into it. I literally looked at that bench and thought, there's nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and what has Genettini done wrong? Looking at it, I was looking at it going, the only option we've got if he wasn't going to go with the young lad was that he was going to bring Uwakwe on and move Shade higher up the pitch. That was the only ah, thing that I could see that that was going to, that might have changed. And that's why I would have started Kinsella against Bradford and then given Khan or McEachern a little bit of a rest and then gone with half an hour to go when we're chasing the game, get your ball players on and then you can maybe see if it would have made a difference. I just, yeah, I, I love Flynn, as everyone knows, but I just, that was just something that I would have changed or would have tweaked. Wow. Well, he mentioned Genesini, and it's an interesting one because he was brought on to be that game changer in the 92nd minute. <laughs> yeah. For no I obvious just reason. I what he's done wrong because apparently he was awesome at Forest Green. You know, good against Peterborough. Good against Peterborough. And I don't know, he must be a. He, I'll tell you what, he must be shagging Flynn's wife or something. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, oh, I can't, I can't work out. I because... went into that game saying, I hope that he was the one that replaced Awakwe just because I thought Shade has been good coming off the bench and he is a better defender. And it's no surprise to me. Um, is it Brad Halliday, uh, the Bradford right back? I'm sure it's Brad Halliday. Um, yeah. He, he had the, Easiest, he looked really, really good, but probably because he had the easiest game of his life uh, playing against Shade. And that's no disrespect to Shade. You know, I, I agree with Flynn's comments. I know it was ironic that although I was frustrated and angry, Ben was worse than me. You know, Flynn said post-match, I think everyone was a six, no one was any better. And Ben put in our group, uh, the only thing I disagree is everyone was a four. I don't think they were a four. I think they were all fives and sixes pretty much with the exception of Hepburn Murphy, who was about two. Um, but th there was nothing, like Brad Halliday had nothing to worry about at all on that side. Um, and, yeah, it, it was frustrating. Um, and then, if that wasn't frustrating enough, 
We then go to our super back three of world beaters, the two overlapping high press, high intensity centre backs and our one actual defender. There was no high press, no high intensity from the two wide centre backs. Fraser Blake Tracy, for all of his qualities, still, and I will not have anyone tell me any different, is not a centre back. He doesn't win stuff in the air as much as people think he does. And I honestly, the one thing I did back him for was he was that left-footed centre-back who would play out from the back and get us moving forward again. I believe he would. He made somewhere in the region of 295 passes on Saturday, and 294 of them were to Mahoney. It was ridiculous. Even when there was no press on him, he was going backwards just because why not? Mahoney is clearly going to get the assist that Blake Tracy is incapable of doing. He had no interest in going forward. And I hate being critical of players, particularly players that the majority of the fans love so much that I'm going to get pelters. I wish I could say he played well. He didn't, and he was negative. And he's the vice captain for all intensive purposes. He's supposed to be there. If Charlie's at the front trying to help the team get forward, he's supposed to be the one driving people on. And he was forcing us back more than Bradford were. It was outrageous. I was so frustrated. Uh, like I said, I can't brew it for me. Uh, and I'm happy to be wrong. You know, I'm happy to put my hands up and say, look, I didn't rate him last season. He has been fantastic every time I've seen him this season. He was for, he was unlucky not to clear the ball off the line for Bradford's goal as well. Um, but I just don't think it works in certain... If we, Maybe at home it does. And maybe I need to see this fast-flowing, sexy flimble football at home. But away from home, I'm not seeing that it's working. And Ben made a great point, which hadn't even occurred to me. I think we've now played five away games... Um, and we're like four without a win. Yeah, everyone will say, draw your away games. Fine, I agree. But we're not even doing that anymore. We've lost the last two. Um, and maybe, and, and it links into what Woody was saying, maybe it just means something needs to change, even if it's just tweaks here and there away from home. Because for me, I haven't seen those three work well as a defensive unit yet. And I don't think I'm going to see them work well as a defensive unit. I now, again, people will say, and I know Nick said it, we play this high-risk, high-reward football. We weren't playing high-risk football the last two games, and we got and we were playing no-reward football, that's for sure. Um, and, and, and it's frustrating to say, but, yeah, I, I think something, something definitely needs to change. Um, Linked into that is the goalkeeper. I, I, I don't really have an issue with Mahoney. I think for the most part, he's played well. There has to be question marks about him for the goal, though. Uh, I, I presume by now all three of you have seen it. Yes, goalkeepers spill things, but I think he has to do better for the goal personally. What, what do you guys think? I've only I've only seen it the once, but um, yeah, I can I can. Yeah, I've only seen it once, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it does look like he's he's spilled it. But you know, I, I think you know that's that's probably his first mistake this um, this this season. I've I've got no issues with with Mahoney. Yeah, yeah you know, we've we've said it. Um, you know, last season with see uh, previous seasons with goalkeepers, the amount of points that they can save and everything. So he's 
you know, he's he's done so well in all the other games. I think I can forgive him for that. But also, it's not just that he made a mistake there, but you you got to look at our defence that there as well. It was it was comical defending really after that. And um, yeah, I, I agree with 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 Cosi. I mean, I, I you know I, I was a bit sceptical about how well Mahoney would would do for us this season, but he's he's absolutely brilliant. I just you know he's he's another one that I hope they don't recall get or gets recalled in um in january because otherwise we're back to um back to square one but i think i think the majority of the fans can forgive him the one sort of the one mistake so far if he starts getting out of form then that's a different question but i think with the amount of saves that i've seen him do he's as good a shot stopper as i've seen in league two to to be honest so so yeah i'm not too concerned with mahoney Fifey, on your defence point, right, yeah. so the only thing I can say, and I wasn't at the game Saturday and you, you've seen it and, yeah, with Dokes and FBT, they've got to have options, Fifey. Do you know what I mean? And that with this style, that, that we're not just going to punt the ball forward and, lead, you know what I mean, and put it into areas. And he would prefer to go back to Mahoney because Mahoney is decent with his feet and he could find a pass, but... By the sounds of what, you know what I mean, down that side, is FBT really loving it with shade there? You know what I mean? Does he really offer you that? Is he really coming to look at every pass? And when FBT gets the ball, is he getting a load of options from, you know what I mean, from the from in front, from Shade, from the centre midfielders, from, you know what I mean? I just, is that down to not giving him enough options or did you just think that FBT was really negative that he just yeah. didn't want to? Very, FBT? very negative. So the options were there? The, 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 yeah, the like I say, Shade, Shade and Hutton, for the most part, Spent 90 minutes on the touchline, on the halfway line. Okay. Yeah. That's a fair point. I, I, I you know, I mean, I, I'm a big fan and I, I, I know this isn't going to work instantly because he's been out for a long time. But surely the option is crying out that Clayton comes back in when he's fit and he goes into that back three and then FBT goes and plays left wing back. That, that, <laughs> Ironically, good. where 95% of the fan base said he can't play wing back. Yeah. No, but I, I disagree. Yeah, but I think when, we I see think... It, when FBT eventually gets going forward, I think he looks really tidy going forward. I think he, he offers Oh, I agree. Of, yeah, and he's done a lot of driving runs from deep. And it'll be interesting to see if that does turn into an option, whether then when Clayton gets fit and gets some game time. Let's and not gets forget Divine might get a fit eventually. It's, it's yeah. not the same FBT as last year either, in terms of he's a lot fitter. I think this yeah. year. So I think he, my issue with him at left wing back last year in particular was the fact that I think he just wouldn't last more than 45 minutes in a left wing yeah. back role. I think there's one thing we could probably say about this team, although obviously I wasn't in the last two games, is they are fitter than the team that was last year. Um, but yeah, I think I would feel more com. I just want a fucking left footer out there. Yes. You know what I mean, I just want, yes. Because that, at the moment, it's just whoever's out there is always going to run inside, or if you're shade, oh, run yeah. sideways. Um, so it's, um, but yeah, I, I, on the Mahoney point, I mean, yeah, maybe, but like Craig said, he's, I mean, let's be honest, he's in league two. So if he was, if he was, if he was doing everything perfect all the time, he wouldn't be in league two. Um, but yeah. And, and also that was quite a thunderous shot that's come at him to be fair. Even the camera didn't keep up with it. I had to, I've had to I'm look not, at it four times. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> suggesting necessarily that he should have caught the first strike, but there was, you know, he, he had time to react. He was the closest one to the ball and still didn't get there first. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's and, and then, 
and then sort of scrambling to try and stop the sort of attempted cross, which eventually found its way to the young Bradford midfielder who scored. Yeah, I'd uh, say yeah. on another day he catches it. On another day, Bruett gets it off the line. But it, Saturday just wasn't our day. Unfortunately, no. I've always been an advocate. You know, we, we've all been football fans and Swindon fans long enough to know you don't win every game. We have we are more more used than most fans to losing games. I just think there's a way to lose games and Saturday and most of Tuesday, in my opinion, was not how you go about losing a game. Yeah, you know, think... If you lose a game, fine, but lose a game with effort, with energy, you know, trying. Uh, I don't want to say there was a lack of try because that would be disrespectful, but there was a lack of, a lack of anything. There was, there was just a lack of something. There was nothing there. You know, it, it just seemed like they were going through the motions. I mean, Woody made a great point. I'd love a left footer out there. At one point, I think McEachran and Blake Tracy were both stood out on the left-hand side, both just hoping to get the ball to put a cross in. And it happened twice. Once, a ball did get put in, but there was no one in there. And because Austin was still playing in this sort of attacking midfield role, RHM was probably offside or sat on the floor complaining. Um, and then the second time it happened, they passed the ball between each other and then played it into the middle with, I believe it was a loose pass that the Bradford midfield picked up and just ran it, brew it again anyway. So yeah. it's, I think, it's um, frustrating. I think as well, um, I mean, Tuesday, obviously, it sounded like there was a few errors. There was a few things that went wrong. Stuff that probably wouldn't have been able to be corrected by Saturday. And then we've obviously not corrected them on Saturday anyway. Next Saturday would be the teller. For me, um, obviously, it was in New Newport. He won't play a strong team tomorrow, um, so you know next Saturday will be will be the teller. If we if we can look like we've learned something, because that won't be an easy game either against Newport. I know they're not doing particularly well this season from memory, um, but yeah, it won't be an easy game for them. So I think, um, but that you know, it is it is that old cliche win win your home games draw your away games obviously we've not drawn the last two away games as you pointed out five earlier which is um which is the problem but um yeah it's it'll be the teller next saturday you know we might be sat here next this time next week going okay that's good we're all back on you know we're back on form again blah blah yeah. blah basically um, games i don't go to they'll be the, the the really good football well i've not been to many either but thank, thanks to not being able to go on saturday i now don't feel so that it's me <laughs> I think it go last Tuesday over, so I know it's not me that's the problem. No, so. no, it's me. I'm the problem. I know I'm the problem. Um, one other thing I want to do before we invite another fool onto the panel, um, and, and again, Wazza, you'll recognise this from Tuesday, I think. Um, on Tuesday, County got one, and before we knew it, they had three. And, and what was a bit of a worry for me is, is not learning from that, because although it didn't happen... Bradford very easily, like from kickoff, could have gone two and three. Like they had three or four chances within five minutes of scoring. And we didn't just sort of calm it down, shut it off and say, right, let's stop this momentum before it happens. But again, I, I genuinely, I turned to Nick and I said, these could be out of sight very quickly. Um, thankfully on the day, they didn't take their chances to give us the opportunity to stay in the game. Um but it wasn't, you know, unfortunately for us, it wasn't to be. And I do agree with uh, 
Cosy's point where he said it was a lack of cohesion. It definitely was a lack of cohesion on Saturday. Do you, so, sorry, sorry to inter- interrupt, but do, do you think it's, that's that's just down to how we play? Our defence has no protection whatsoever, yeah. and um, you, you know, just, even 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 our own defenders um, leave us sort of in negative equity when it comes to <laughs> defending. Where we have got these, you know, our, you know, um, uh, Blake Tracy and. Um, Dokes, you know, going up, it, it's 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 inevitable. I I, I think because that's down to how we play. Whether that's right or not it is is another. No, I I could accept that. Apart from the fact that less so on Tuesday, because on reflection, maybe at least Dokes did, but particularly on Saturday, they weren't going forward. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't mean so much setbacks, but I mean, I, I, um, with the midfield in front of them, we've got no none of them are defensive midfielders. We know Khan can't defend for for shit. So it's you know it leaves us exposed to that sort of that 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 sort of onslaught for the want of a better word like we had against Knox County and, and like we had after Bradford um, took the lead against us um, it's something that either we got to accept we we, we it's it's a um, a period of pressure that we have to sort of hold out on or Flynn tries to counter it in a way by yeah. having like a Kinsella in front of the back in front of the back three or something like that it's it's um it's a difficult one because it's been it's worked i think we've been victims of our own success with that formation and style of play because it works so well that when teams do onslaught and 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 let's be fair in you know in, in a few of the games like Wrexham and um and a few of the other ones where they have banged in the goals against us we have had that but we've we, we we have had to endure that onslaught, but we've also managed to get into the game and score score the goal. Yeah. So maybe this is our luck running out, and we have to sort of look at it and think. I hate saying come up with a plan B, but uh, like Woody was saying, um, uh, I think maybe the the approach on how we um, counter it needs to be looked into, which I'm sure Flynn is. But you know, may, it, it just seems to be like maybe we're sort of running out of ideas, and, and maybe that could change. Well, if we bring in a Kinsella, it just it, it just it. seems to descend into a bit of panic. That's what we saw at Notts County. Do you know what I mean? It would just it descended into they got the early goal, they got ahead, and then they had that period where they scored the two. Where Uwakwi's had a nightmare, isn't he? Do you know yeah, what he I mean? had a yeah, shocker. He's had a shocker, and then we just we were rabbit in headlights after that. They scored the penalty, and we didn't really know what to do. Do we need to hit back straight away, or? That's when you just need that bit of a cooler head, just someone to go, look, we're only two down. I feel if we would have gone in at Notts County only two down, I think we would have got something from the game. I just think the third goal is an absolute killer. And we I equally think if FBT scores, then we get something yeah, out of the game as well. The chance was different. But when we look in at the defensive side of it and when we look like where goals have we conceded and then another one comes and another one, I just... I don't think we've seen that much. I've only seen that at Wrexham and then I saw it at Notts County. But yet again, two tough teams to play away from home. And that's when you need to be that little bit more sterner and that little bit maybe sacrifice. And I'm not saying sacrifice our entire style, the Swindon style, style, the way that Flynn wants to play. I'm not saying that at all because I love watching what we do. But there's going to be games where you're not going to be able to do that to teams and you've just got to stay in the game and that's what we didn't do and we didn't do it and like you say away at Bradford we've got lucky that they didn't bury their chances otherwise they could have been properly out of sight as well well listen there's another full wing to come on that, that was at the game on Saturday and I'd love to get his views on it but just before I do Craig I think you 
more than most will appreciate the, the following statement. If ever there was something to sum up Swindon's performance on Saturday, I don't know how many fans picked up on this um, that were maybe listening on iFollow or whatever, but during the second half, Swindon Town received two free kicks uh, where a Swindon Town player got booked on receiving of their own free kick. Um, it's It was incredible. Uh, we had one on the right-hand side where we, we got a free kick and I believe Hepburn Murphy talked himself into a booking, uh, much like he did on Tuesday. And then on the uh, down sort of the left back area, uh, we got a free kick in the second half as well. And Charlie Austin, uh, on trying to retrieve the ball, managed to get himself booked by, I'm not sure if it was through uh, simulating kicking the player that was covering the ball or actually picking him up and throwing him away while he was on top of the ball. But yeah, Swindon got the free kick on two occasions and two Swindon players got booked in the aftermath of receiving those free kicks. And I just turned to Nick and said, well, if anything sums up our performance, it's getting two free kicks and two players booked in the in the, in the same process. <laughs> um, right, let's welcome on uh, another young man who was there and uh, a, a young man who I believe had a, a fairly eventful journey home as well. Evening, Ben. Evening, gents. How are we today? Not bad, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, I'm just about, I've, I've actually, probably my first few hours, I've not feel, felt randy. So uh, I've been all right. I've, I've, I've had a good go and I've been, usually I'm quite pragmatic after defeat. And as you know, I'm usually going, well, the you clubs are a little bit better. But I wasn't feeling that on Saturday. I, I just couldn't defend that, really. Um, I'm not going to go over loads of old ground because you spent the last hour discussing the game and I'm sure people watching don't want to just hear me say exactly the same thing. Um, so, like, I think really my main points that I will say has probably not been touched on. Um, I think three players had the worst games for the shirt. McEachern, I don't think he's played as badly. Um, Dokes, I think he was pretty bad. And also um, Kemp as well, apart from the first 10 minutes, was pretty anomalous, apart from the one he set Charlie up. Um, I don't think there is much we can take from that game as a positive um, sense. Um, um, like you said, the two players getting booking was typical of, of the game, the game book from our own free kick. Also, um, Hutton's throw was... <laughs> <laughs> I think we all remember that. There was a big groan, which was typical for... Where, yeah, I don't think he even made it onto the pitch or not. I can't remember. But, yeah. It, that was it, the one straight on the right minutes, touch line, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think what was growing... Because after the first 10 minutes, I was really thinking, we're in it because we were pulling them apart. And when Austin missed that first one, because Heather Murphy, right, he could have shot himself, laid it across goal. And from a guy with 111 Premier League goals, and I know you've been defending Austin a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, you, you, I thought it took a bubble. Got that 111 had got, Premier League goals. 111 Premier League goals that man's got apparently. Um, Wait, he's uh, in I, the hundred club in the Premier League. I think he's in the hundred club in the Premier League. I think I heard somewhere that he's in the hundred club. Now I know everyone's fact checking. Right, I said it on I said it on six oh six, and no one fact checked me. Uh, I, I've heard that before somewhere. He's got hundred goals in the Prem. Now someone's going to go. Uh, no, he hasn't been. That's what I've heard, and I've not. Fact I don't know if you've heard it. That's fine, mate. I, I just find that astonishing. But um, well, yeah, well, the guy with so much Premier League experience, I thought I thought he'd roll in. I swore it had taken a bubble, but it hadn't. It was just one of those things. I will say though, his movement for the second miss was such a superb way. He nipped in front of the defender to get the ball, but he just leant back and he shouldn't have. Um, 
Yeah, so there's there's lots of um, lots of disappointments, and I got a phone call from Liam very very quickly. I got a video from Liam immediately after the game before I actually really sat back down on the coach. He he was very very pleased. Our, our Brad president, he was he, he he was he was he was quite pleased, and um, um, he 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 very quickly passed over um our very own Jake Young to me, who said a quick hello on the coach and. A, saw my face and quickly apologized uh not for my face um but for my um <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry for, your face. <laughs> for the performance uh which i told him it wasn't very good i was <laughs> um and then i passed over to freddie which is good of him really to chat to freddie for a minute or well, for a second okay let's let's instead of going over old ground let, let's talk about the day off the pitch then um I saw a comment earlier, and and I might go back and find it, but I saw one of the someone said one of the highlights was Ben Ladd giving it to the Bradford fans. So I'm presuming that was Jack and not Freddie. Uh, oh Fred yeah, no, he was. I didn't know if he would. Um, Jack's quite passionate, and he's a, yeah, and he was on his feet all day. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Jack is 111 appearances, 34 goals. Apps, do you know what? I'm half deaf, it is, so it must have been apps then. Okay, fair enough. Um, sorry, yeah, on. no, Jack, Jack's, Jack's quite a passionate soul and he um gets involved and he gives advice. And if uh, <laughs> does he give advice the way we give advice, he gives advice, but you know, you, you think you, I, I think, uh, yeah, I just uh, there's sometimes I just leave him to it because he gets quite passionate and I don't think anyone's going to calm him down if he doesn't want to. And, and he loves it and he doesn't lose very well at all no. at anything. He really speaking cannot. Of, speaking, and of he, not, uh, speaking of not losing very well, that, that reminded me, has anyone seen that video of the uh, Leicester fan against Stoke, the, the yes. eight-year-old, and he's going 1-0. And you've got these two fully grown adults, these Stoke fans, going yeah. absolutely mental and firing abuse at this little eight-year-old kid. Yeah. And then the police come down, oh, and it's gone viral. And I really, yeah. really hope Amazing. I really, Amazing. really hope that those two cunts get fucking everything that they <laughs> bloody deserve. Yeah. It is just, that is just... That's brilliant, isn't it? That's proper banter. And these two fully grown adults are acting like a bunch of fucking idiots. But yeah, that that, that just reminded me when you said when you were saying about Jack um, um Ben, it just yeah, it reminded me. Of yeah, that. well, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't having it, and he was speaking his mind, and he was letting the players know that he wasn't happy. And um, yeah, all, uh, he he was singing loud and proud for the first ten minutes, and then when it started to go wrong, he would um. He knew exactly what who wasn't doing their job and why weren't they doing their job and what they should do to be better and who shouldn't um, be on the pitch, uh, which is fair enough. Uh, before, I leave, before I leave it there, that as well, I think one thing that you touched on a bit earlier, I think Flynn saying one thing and doing another and by having deliberately picking one short on the bench and not having anyone really can change a game and having to rely on a lad who's probably got double English today um to come in and save us the match um i think he, he he doesn't need to say any words does he he knows exactly what he's doing so he will sit there all day and say no it's not bored whilst throwing on this um guy with maths tomorrow um to try and win a game at bradford in front of eighteen thousand people and expect him to uh rescue us so yeah i think he's he doesn't he doesn't need to say anything his actions are louder than words 
And um, I think he'll be having what he says to us is different to the phone calls that he'll be having to Clenmore Fooney in the coming weeks. Well, sticking to matters off the pitch, Ben, if Jack was being passionate and vocal, uh, we put a special post out on our social media. Uh, how did Freddie enjoy it, the third attempt? Uh, and away well, then. he got. Yeah, he, well, he, he, he liked it. He liked Bradford. You know, he, he got to the game. He sat there, and then he just watched his brother. He learned a lot of new language today. That day, <laughs> he learned a lot of stuff. And I was sat there going, Freddie, you know what's going on around you? You can't say this when you get home. Honestly, you cannot say this when you get home. <laughs> and he sort of like that. He says, "You had a good time though," and he was like, "It's been all right." And he says, yeah, I'm sorry we lost. <laughs> yeah, can't say these. Because we cannot. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. So it's all right. No, no, no words. Only loud, you know, only to be heard at the football. And don't be like your brother. Um, yeah. I remember it, when it, I first got told that what you hear at football stays at football as well. Yeah, no, it was, uh, that is, it was the same with Jack. But yeah, no, Jack's like, oh, well, he's been said next season. He's not going to sit with us when he gets, he wants to go to the town end. And give the big one oh, and sit, go sit to next and to Nick. You can go next to Nick and shout with Nick. Yes, and start all the songs. But yeah, no, he's um yeah, he loves it. So I think Jack and, Pope, uh, and I think Freddie is as well. And you were obviously on the uh, the fan coach, um, and you experienced quite a long journey home, didn't you? Well, yeah, Barnsley the fuckers decides to burn the coach on the way home. So they set the coach alight and literally just on the turning to the A417, the bastards. I'm quite candid saying this because everyone's still alive and got the coach all right. But it's just, you know, two, three miles of turn. We're all miserable. We're all tired. We're all a bit like blinky. It's, it's, that was it. It's about 10 o'clock at night. And like, we, we stop. We go, oh. And then room starts appearing around. It's Barnsley, Barnsley FC's coach on fire. And then we're all looking at our phones and these photos of this inferno. And it's going, oh, they're not going to shift this for hours because they closed both lanes and it was like fire engines washing up. And, and it's like, oh, bollocks. So, yeah, no, that was, that, that was fun. Hmm? Uh, it wasn't too bad. We, we, we were only stopped for about an hour, so we must have been the back end of it. So we got home about half past 11. Um, I, I rocked up and sent Freddie to bed. Um, yeah. And yeah, both the kids went to bed and at half 11 and I got up in the morning. Drop. Oh, and Jack, the bloody shit as well, left his school shoes behind. So I had to drive all the way up to Stratford again to drop his shoes off this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've got my shoes. Um, needless to say, um, a, a few of us that were up at Bradford, we had, but barring the game, we had a, a wonderful day. And and for the likes of Wazza and Craig who, who weren't able to make it, I, I can't thank you enough for for the opportunity for me to to go in your place. Uh, really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, we we obviously spammed the the internet on all the apps with, with pictures. Um, I, I say just two uh, for for tonight. Um, we met some of the players in the hotel before they headed for the game. Have to say, so people did point out the irony of uh, of me and Joe being either side of Sade. Have to say, he is fucking huge. He is a mountain of a man. I didn't realise just how fucking big he was. I mean, all of them, to be fair. We all got into the... We all stood in, in for the picture 
And I was like, fucking hell, normally I, I just automatically go to the back because it's like tallest at the back. I was nearly front row fodder in that picture. You, you imagine if Jack Payne was still with us and this little Jack Payne. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we also, uh, much like you, Ben, we had an opportunity with uh, Young Ian. It was ideally timed because uh, Jimmy Queen had just wandered over and said, are you the Swindon fans that are here? And he stood chatting to us for a good 15, 20 minutes. Uh, just yeah. as Liam brought Youngie up, so uh, there we were in hospitality getting a picture. Uh, Rich will be happy I chose this one. He said, please don't use this one because um, I've got too much teeth. Uh, <laughs> so I, I picked this Nick, one knowing he wasn't on tonight. Know, oh, well, Nick, Nick would have remembered Quinn at his actual peak for town as well in well, the late 80s. So, so I bet he was beside himself. So Joe went straight in saying, oh, you were manager when I first started watching such shows. And he started regaling us with various stories. Uh, at half time, he came up to us. He said, oh, Swindon, I've got a couple of good players. I feel good about the second half, et cetera, et cetera. Full time, he comes back over to our table. And there's only about three of us made it back by this point. And he just turns around to us. He says, well, after watching that, I think I'll bring my boots next Saturday. And we were like, please, please. We do. We could have got, he could have done a job, couldn't he? He certainly would have done a job. He could have done a job. Yeah, done done all right. Do you think it'd be good in the air? Hold it up a little bit. Be quite good. There's Barry. Barry was the one who enjoyed the picture with Shade. I knew. I, I'm glad he's watching when I flashed that one up. And uh, where is it? Um, Rich looks like he's on day releasing that one. <laughs> oh, it's like, like he's paying homage to uh, Steve Irwin. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. And uh, Shade's built like a big bathroom, just like Jimmy Quinn. Uh, but you, no, um, did, did you happen to tell Shade to watch a couple of episodes? Yeah, what you fanboys really think of him. Whatever he does, they were made very well aware of who we were. Um, whether that prompts any of them to make an appearance in the not too distant future. I cannot tell, uh, but they know exactly who we were, and uh, and yes, uh, thank you very much to Liam, by the way, who volunteered to take pick the picture for us both in the hotel and in the ground. It's very kind of him, uh, so that none of us had to miss out on the opportunity. Yeah, um, what I will say, um, a lovely day, absolutely lovely day. Can't complain about the day other than the football itself. Uh, having sampled both, and I said this to Water off camera. I yep. think Swindon Town beat Bradford in terms of hospitality. I, I, I think the Swindon one we did, bear in mind we lost both games, so me and Joe have decided we shouldn't really watch in hospitality again either. Um, I think Swindon's overall hospitality package was better uh, than Bradford's. But a lovely, lovely day nonetheless. Can't um, beat Bill <laughs> Well, indeed, yeah. indeed. Um, before we move on to the next uh, couple of chapters in this episode, does anyone want to add anything further on Bradford? No? Okay, then I pose a question to you, gentlemen. Um, tomorrow, we face Reading. We have, I believe, in the region of 1,400 fans going. You've seen that, um, and that one's not paying on the day as well. And I'll be, I reckon a couple of hundred will do that too. I yeah, that yeah. ridiculous numbers for a JPT game. So, bearing in mind, those fourteen hundred fans are going knowing that it's ninety nine point nine percent sure it's Swindon Town's youth team. Despite, and I, I, I think this is an important fact, 
despite the infamous roadmap saying we were going to make efforts to win cup games. Okay? 1,400 Swindon fans going in the knowledge that they're probably going to go and watch the kids. Um, in a game that some believe is a rivalry, others disagree and say it's not a rivalry. Uh, the first time we've played them in, in a ridiculous amount of years, I can't remember the exact figure. I want to say something. We beat them as well, didn't we? 3 1 at Majeski. Um, I think I think we beat them, didn't we, last time we played them there? Um, but add all that together to the fact that we've just lost two games in a row. Should Swindon fans, bear in mind we are travelling in numbers, have an expectation of a decent level of team put out for this game, in your opinion, um, to try and build some momentum back up after those two defeats? Or, or is it just going to be the kids and it doesn't matter how many Swindon fans travel? Um, Flynn uh, shouldn't really care at all whether fans are there or not. It feels um, up to me. Oops, sorry, yeah. uh, it, it feels up to me. Um, uh, after Saturday, because they look fucked, they look fucked, and it's been pretty much the same team for the last month. I would say, right, lads, go away, go for the next three, four days, get on a plane, go somewhere, just just do anything but football. Go get yourself problem. Get yourself mind off football. Relax. Take yourself away. We'll come back Thursday and work your fucking bollocks off. Um, this game, I'll just play kids and take the hit and not play any. I don't. Foot the league's more important. I don't care about the JPT whatsoever. And I know fourteen hundred fans are doing it, but they're doing it all known on the knowledge that this team is going to be weaker than the one that's going to play at Arsenal because of the injuries. There's going to be no Kane. There's going to be no Ben Ward. I know he's not that good anyway. We're going to have two youth players at heart. Minturn and another youth centre back. Um, it's a pretty much a write off. Reading going to take quite seriously. We're going to get battered. Um, sorry, people are going. It's disappointing I've, I've... to go into a game, though. If the expectation is we're going to get battered, but the fans are making the effort, so surely the squad should be making the effort. No, the squad will make it. People will go and will try, and the young lads that will come on will do absolutely their best. And we're going to see is it is uh, Obadu? Can't say his name properly. No, a Bodo, that's it. He'll, he'll get a start. I hope to God Young doesn't play. For Christ, don't play Young. He'll be. He'll still be injured. He won't be playing. No, I'm not. I, I think he's all right, but I think he'll. I don't know if he actually was injured. I think he was ill against Notts County. What he was saying, he wasn't injured. Um, I just don't play him. Do not play Young because if he gets a knock, I'll be so pissed. Um, it's it's important games for players like Kinsella. It's an important game for Minturn. It's an important game for probably Sade. It's probably an important game for what way to get a bit of form back. Um, and I think they'll play. Um, but it, 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 realistic to our season, is it important? No. If we get battered, which we probably will. So even it's an though extra it's game not the third squad. 11, it, though, Ben. Uh, yeah, if, but it's, 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 it's an extra gonna... game with a tiny squad. And to be honest, I could be doing without it. I'd much rather our players had a week off just to rest those tired limbs in a really tough month. So the flip side to that, though, uh, even if it's an alternative um, alternative 11, going into the next game... Woody, you get your day in a bit, mate. Sorry. Sorry, footballers, A week off? You fucking what? Do I just go, oh, I'm going to have a week off because I'm a bit fucking tired? No, they look jaded. They look fucked. Compared to Bradford, we were... Bar, yeah, you look that's what the strength and conditioning coaches are there for. 
Yeah, but Bradford can rotate their squad. Bradford can rotate teams. They can they can rotate players. He's a bit tired. They've got players like Oliver can't even make the squad. <laughs> Oliver would be up there. They've got strikers, good strikers for this level, not even making the match day squad because they can rotate because they've got a big squad. We've got literally 14, 15 players. Yeah. We can't rotate. Well, that, that's poor recruitment then, Ben. That is poor recruitment. And because it's poor recruitment, we can't take teams like JPT seriously or we can't do anything because of the fear to God of something happens to any of our players. And also, they look fucked. They look knackered. They're playing like it's May. <laughs> and they've got our, like six, seven months to go yet. And they look jaded. But the thing is that I'm more concerned about, like, I, I, I agree that we should we should make changes because we need to and we should play some of the kids. But if we think we're in the position where we can go, because we'll have to pay a fine if we don't pay those first team players, all of a sudden we've got money coming out of our fucking ears that we can go, I yeah, think that's why the likes of Genesini and Kinsella came on on Saturday. That's exactly why they came on. That's exactly um, why they came on. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about whether you like or dislike the competition for me. It's more about the fact that it's, I don't want, to be paying fucking unnecessary fines, um, no, it's and it's not. not. It's not small. It's not small fines either. Um, so it's, I don't know how much it is, but I can guarantee you, it ain't. It ain't going to be like ten quid a player. No. <laughs> but yeah, but how many? How many? What but, is the rule? Where does anyone I, know I the rules? How many? I've just looked, looked at it. So you need to have at least four qualifying players in inverted commas, and these four players need to have at least one of the following. Um, any player who started the previous um, first-team fixture against Bradford, mm. um, any player who was in the top 10 players at the club who have made the most starting appearances in the league and domestic cup competitions. None of our bench. Um, any player with 40 or more first-team appearances in their career. And any Which player on... Kinsella. Any player on loan from a Premier League club or EFL Category 1 academy club. So if, if that ward um, starts, then that will cover, oh. cover it. So I, I think even with wholesale changes against Bradford, because of those regulations, so the likes yeah, of we'll, get around it. we'll get around yeah. it, no problem. The likes of, yeah, Kinsella. Sh yeah. I think Shade will start. I think Yawakwe will start. Kinsella. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think... The only flip side, and I did say this, and I, 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 I'm one of those that I don't care about tomorrow. Fair play to the fans that are making the trip. Yeah, 100%. fair play. I think a lot of people haven't been to the Majeski in a while. It might build a bit of an atmosphere, but they, I, I do agree with Ben's point that we've got to think about the league. I, I'm not in it as wholehearted, but there's players in this team that have played every minute or near enough every minute of every game, and they do. After a Saturday, Tuesday that we've just had, they, they, they can't play. You know what I mean, and I just I, I can't have it. They they you've got a, the league is the priority, um, but I would personally, and I think I think if Young is fit tomorrow, he'll have to play. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he's one that maybe he, he's been a bit. He hasn't been on the on the boil recently. Maybe he needs a game just to sharpen him up again. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see. I'd be surprised if Shane plays up front. Yeah, that, that could happen. Shade could go up there because you you know yeah. what's going to happen. You whack we'll start, Genesini will start. So there's the two wing backs. So Shade's mm. going to go higher. Um, so then you've got the the back three made up: Lewis Ward in goal, Minter, and the the two young lads that have. 
don't get me wrong, they did all right against Arsenal. You know, I mean, I know it might be a different test tomorrow, and it will be against a red inside. But you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think we we're in for a pummelin. But I I do agree that we need to rest the senior members, the likes of your Blake Tracy, your Dokes, your Brewett. Um, your the but the whole back three needs a rest. I think McKechnie and Khan they need to get this. There's been a lot made about this illness going around the camp at the moment and even coming from Flynn. So they need to try and clear this and give these lads time to get back fit for Saturday. They need to fuck this cunt down with me shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting one. It, it, I don't... I don't. Will they take a pump with Clayton? I just don't think they will this early. No, it might be on, he might be on the bench, come on for 10, yeah. but I don't... Uh, you know, I mean, it's a game that you'd chuck him on the bench, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Just to give him 20 minutes towards the yeah, end. give him minutes on the pitch, but no more than sort of 10, 15. Give him a run out, give him a... Craig, um, mm. over the years we've been doing this, your your thoughts on this particular competition have been in no doubt whatsoever. Um, however, I do just want to throw one thing at you, which I've not managed to, to squeeze in yet, as despite a couple of attempts. I completely understand particularly what Waza and Ben have been saying about the league's more important, players need a rest, although I also agree with Woody's point, these are professional athletes, etc. Let's look ahead to next Saturday, okay? We get pumped by Reading, and we're then three defeats in a row as a team. Does that help? What well, matter? It doesn't matter, help, but the, 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 no, 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 I was asking Craig, Ben. <laughs> oh, shut up. Sorry. I'm sorry, Craig. Um, Crack on. No, no, you're all right, mate. You're right. Um, no, it wouldn't help. But also, if we played a decent team and a few of those got injured, it wouldn't help. And we end up getting put. It's all ifs, buts, and maybes, mate. As you said, my thoughts on, on Tim Pot Trophy is quite well known. I think I, I see where you're coming from. 1400, that's a good show for what in my mind is a meaningless um, competition, especially if we do end up play, making wholesale changes and playing the kids tomorrow. But if you're one of those 1,400 people, you know what team's going to be put out tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty much we all know. So you, you pay your money, you, you, you know, you take that risk. You take that risk, don't you? We always have done with the Tim Pot Trophy whenever, whenever people have, have gone to it. You know that there's a chance they're going to make wholesale changes. So... It's just the, the situation that, that that competition is. Um, I think on the flip know. side, then, on the flip side, um, considering partly the form, you know, and trying to avoid three defeats in a row, um, but also giving some respect to those 14 plus 100 fans that go in, if we are playing squad utility players and youth team players, would you expect? A relatively strong-looking bench, just in case. Not, re I don't see the point. Um, only people who need minutes, maybe on 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 the bench. Um, no, because it sort of defeats the object. Because they could just as easily come on, get injured, and be fucked for Saturday anyway. So, I, I'm I'm not. I don't have a strong opinion on it either way. If if we put out a decent team tomorrow, I'm not going to be. You know, think, oh, you know, what What if they get injured for Saturday? But at the same time, if we play the kids, it's, you know, it's, it's something we've always done in in, in this competition, unfortunately. Um, I think, you know, when, when you come in, 
we, you know, we do have a paper thin squad, but it's a bit worrying that we're talking about resting players already at this stage of the season. That's my my concern. Yeah. Um, but it's because of the high intensity way we play. And I said this before <laughs> when I've come on here. It's not sustainable with such a small squad. You need to. You're going to need to rest players. Uh, otherwise, they're they're going to start picking up niggly injuries. And before long, you know, and, and seems as we can't sign a free agent, you know, it's not going to be until January, is it, before we can um, strengthen our squad? So I think in the long term, when you look at the overall view, the holistic view of, of the whole the season as a whole, it does make sense to me. But like I said, I, I'm not like, you know, a fundamentalist over it that we have to play the kids or that we have to play out a strong squad. It's classic. Um, are sitting on the fence for me, I'm afraid, mate. I will, I will add on that. And my my anger was more at Ben saying that he should they should go on holiday, not necessarily the yeah. changes we may make to the squad. Um, but we've got to bear in mind as well, right? That this Reading team, regardless of how shit they are, they've just put nine past Exeter in this competition. The yeah. one thing that I'm nervous about if we make wholesale changes, apart from the fine, um, in terms of the under 18s, is we're potentially going to send a pretty successful under 18s team at the moment out to the sword against Reading. They've got what they've got a semi-final of the Youth Alliance Cup coming up. Um, you know, they're doing pretty well in their respective league. I don't want that team to that under 18 team just because we haven't got a big enough senior squad to go out there and get fucking mullered. Because regardless of what anybody says, if you lose a game, you it has an impact, especially when you're that young. Now I'm not saying we don't play any um, but I don't. I do not want. I think if he puts eleven youth academy fines aside, it is the wrong thing to do. I don't care what anybody says. If you put in a senior competition, put eleven young players out under the age of eighteen because we don't have an under twenty three side, um, then we then it's the wrong thing to do. I'm sorry. I, I you can't. I don't. I don't, I don't think Flynn will do that. I, I, no. There's no I'm, reason. I'm why there's no. There's no reason why we won't have. Uh, a reasonable core with the likes of Kinsella yeah, in there. Stage. I'm Wackley. hoping basically those that are on the bench yeah. up against Bradford will start. That's what yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, 100%. And that's what yeah. Minturn yeah. will come in, which everyone's been raving about, that Minturn needs minutes, he needs to play games. And I don't think... But I also, this is when the manager comes into this and the backroom staff. If these lads do take a pummel in tomorrow, it's for the likes of Flynn and Hatswell to say, lads, look, I'm sorry. And we, we, should, we need to come on to this point because... Uh, and we've said this on the chat recently about this. I don't understand why this football club has not took a punt on a free agent yet. What, I, I, I do not understand. I it, like if, if yet, yeah, and Craig, you're bang on, and that's the reason. But there's there's just they they it, whether it's true or not. But Flynn keeps saying, well, there's lads that are training with us and stuff. So why isn't there a punt been taken? I just I just don't understand. Like it's crying out for just some options and some a bit of competition in certain areas of the pitch and I just don't understand like there's players that are good enough out there you know what I mean we brought in McEachran last year for as a free agent or the you know what I mean whenever it was that who's coming and now is a is a one of the first on the team sheet in a start in 11 I don't understand why there hasn't been a punt taken and Flynn bless him he is doing that he, he's not going to go and crucify his bosses like Woody said do you know what I mean he's not going to do that he, he's, he's one of those managers that gets on with the job that he's got to do. He's used to working with shoestring, shitty budgets that we've discussed before. Um, but I just, I don't understand. And, and this is where 
the football club are not doing it. And Flynn will have done a massive job for this football club if we are still in and around the playoffs by January. Because mm. then that's when these owners, and, and this is when Clem and whoever, wherever the money is coming from, have got to back him. Because if they don't, they just they they'll get crucified because and they should yeah, probably do they could lose him yeah they could potentially could. lose him yeah. because if he keeps us in and around those playoffs and this is why he keeps saying in his interviews at the moment at the moment this is all about just getting us getting points on the board because this is what wherever it comes from uh, you know what I mean picking up points and just getting them where we can and getting as many points as we can before January because hopefully that's when he will get backed if we're in a position that we're there or thereabouts but. Yeah, like I said about tomorrow, I think there'll be uh, there'll be squad players in there. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think. Can, well. I, can I also suggest on that money situation as well? You've got to think. We're what we four players short of a full full squad, four players or so. Now each one of those four players was getting two grand. That is um, eight grand a week. Four eight grand. So that's thirty two thousand pounds a month over four months. That is a hundred and twenty four thousand pounds we've not spent on player wages over between august and january that's how much money they should be sparing the key because we're four players short that that he wanted and this is where in my opinion these these agents that are available now they will want to play put them on a month by month contract put them fucking you know even pay well you won't get paid as you play but you could pretty much get them on two three month contracts put them into the uh the paint trophy game or whatever you want to call it yeah, put it. them into that so they mm. get their match fitness up and then and then if they're shit if they really are shit we just don't we, we cancel that contract because now players yeah. who haven't been signed now will be going oh it's october november i've got a fucking mortgage to pay you know i need to get some income yeah. from somewhere um so yeah I, i'm not saying that we're gonna as we said earlier we're not gonna get a bloody world beater as a free agent but we do need some depth somewhere just to have some there. options yeah just yeah. to like I thought that was in, but going back on, I don't want to go back to Bradford, but I looked at our bench on Saturday. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? it you know what I mean? No attacking option on the bench apart from the young lad of 16. I just thought it was horrendous. And if you want him to be in the game. Yeah. I, was, no. I was looking at this was because I, I saw that bench and, and I was like in agreement. If, if you, if, if I take us back to the, um, the playoffs against um, Port Vale when we got beat. Mm-hmm. Bench that we had then. This, these were the players that were on the bench: Ben Gladwin, uh, Jake O'Brien, Jojo Woolacott, Odomeo, Mitchell Lawson, Agua, and Parsons. Now that's not much more of a stronger bench than what, in my opinion, than what we had on um, on Saturday. Mm. And part of the reason why we didn't go up that season was the the, the, the strength yeah. in depth. If we don't learn the lesson from that season this time round we're never going to learn it and we're going to waste another season in league two and you know we're coming up to um to january and i understand people defending clem and everything saying you know but people come out with this ridiculous accusation that the fans want him to spend 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 loads and loads of his money because he's saved the club and he's he's taken all the debt and, and all this and everything we don't we just want him to push the boat out just a little bit more it's, it's like that scene from um, from Moneyball where where um, Brad Pitt is begging his owner, just give me that little bit more and I will give you that championship. That's all Flynn needs. He, yeah. we, he's got 150, 200% out of what he's got so far, which is what he his job. That was what he's employed for. Yeah. But he needs a little bit extra to get us up. 
because with the football, the football's been brilliant. And we know that on our day, we can beat anyone in this league. But it's no good if that squad, if this Fred Bear squad continues in January, which I'm sorry, I've got zero confidence that it's going to get any better in yeah. January. Because if we can't sign free agents, like you guys are saying, then what chance have we got to it's hold on so- uh, to yeah. get anyone in January? And also in January, we're hoping that none of our loan players get recalled. We've got no long-term injuries and that we don't sell anyone because it will just be one step forward in January and two steps back. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what August felt like um, uh, before the transfer window closed. And you remember people were saying, oh, we've got until the end of August. It's fine. When when we were starting the season with with what we had. Yeah, we got until the end of August. Nothing happened. End of August came and went. End of August came and went. Yeah, we've got the free agent market. We'll get, you know, we're in, what, middle of October now. Still, and no closer to signing a free agent, even though every week in, over the last six or seven weeks since the transfer window closed, we've been having, we've been close to a sign-in. We've got players training with us and all this and everything. And also my final point at the end of my, my rant, Poor don't give me this bullshit about that it's an inflated market. The market is the market when it comes to wages. Agents at this level, they're not the, the greedy agents of the Premier League and Europe and stuff like that that are raking the, the money in. They're trying to get the best deals for their players who are on short careers and that aren't earning me- mega bucks. So you pay the going rate. I'm sorry, I don't buy this that um, Blin said it. I think Rob Angus said it when he, he, when he was about and everything that, Players are just asking for too much. And they think, well, no, that is the rate. You pay the rate. If you want to get promoted, you pay the going rate. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck in League Two again. Well, I'm going to go round the the panel now and ask for your predictions for tomorrow. Um, The the last word I I would say on it, um, and I might be a bit traditionalist and a bit old school in my views, um, but I was always brought up uh, that you play to win. So if you're weakening a squad too much, you're not playing to win, and you're doing this. You're doing a disservice to to the team and uh, and to the fans traveling if you're not playing to win. If they're not going with the intention of winning, then then that's poor in my opinion. Uh, but let's get score predictions then. Uh, Waza. Oh, I don't think we'll. I honestly, I just, I don't think we'll get tonked. I, I, I. I can't. I just can't see it happening. Um, I just think we'll have maybe a little bit too much in there. But we, we will get. We will get beat tomorrow. Um, they'll just have. They, they've got a better squad. They, 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 people are moaning about us putting out a first team, but we don't know that Reading. Reading ain't going to put out a first team, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're going to put out their fringe players and what they've got on the bench, and it'll be better than our bench. So um, yeah, I, I think Reading will win tomorrow. I think they'll win three 0 Okay, Craig. Um, yeah, I think Reading will win 4-1. Okay. Uh, Woody? Um, well, I've just seen the news that Reading are expecting administrators in this week. Um, but the... Um, I don't know. I don't think they actually made that many changes for the Exeter game, but that might have been because they were playing against Exeter. Um, I think Exeter made loads of changes, didn't they? It was Exeter, I, I, yeah. I, One I, team made quite a few changes, and I think you might be right. I think it might be an Exeter. Yeah. Um I'm although I'm I think that they might have a stronger squad. I'm just I'm gonna try and be optimistic. I'm gonna go with a 2-0 Swindon win. Okay, Ben. 
Uh, I think the 1,400 fans will make a bit of a difference with noise and get behind them. So I think it will be 4-0 Reading. <laughs> I, actually, to be fair, that's a good point, Ben, because that'll be the first time there'll be any atmosphere in the Majeski Stadium <laughs> in a long yeah, time. But it'll yeah, be nice we're to see an atmosphere. We're taking 1,400, so the attendance is going to be, what, 1,500? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say that it will be. I want to try and be optimistic, so I'm going to say it will be four five feet. Two two after ninety minutes. That is the Ooh. most unoptimistic um, prediction I've ever. Heard. No, mine four nil defeat. Hey, if it goes to pens, we're winning because Ward's in goal. So we ain't winning because we're getting that extra point. Two points coming home, lads. <laughs> um, before we finish for tonight, guys, I just want to um, have a look around uh, sort of football around the county a little bit and some of the teams we've been focusing our attention on. Um, and I've, I have seen that uh, that she's liked our our tweet from the other day. So maybe starting where we wouldn't usually on a Swindon Town fans football chat. But congrats to Alice, who scored her first goal at Bristol Rovers, ladies, at the weekend. Uh, well done, we, Alice. Hope, we hope that uh, Alice uh, will still like to come on at some point in the near future and say hi again, even though she's a, she's a gas head now. And uh, but she's still more than welcome. But now, congratulations to Alice on her, uh, on her recent goal. Um, from Alice, let's... Uh, let's Talk happier things for a moment, Woody, uh, before it all turns to shit again. Uh, Swin and Town women back at the county ground and back uh, with a W in the form column. Yep, good win for them and good for Emerson as well to get on the score sheet again. Yep. Um, was it 3-0 when it Bridgewater? I, I said I did say on Friday, didn't I? I expected, expected them to win. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, good, good overall win. Obviously, it's good to see Annie was on the score sheet again so um but yeah for me um obviously i know that emerson was going through a bit of a up and down period so to for her to score was is is fantastic um you know i still stand by it that 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 girl's going to be one hell of a talent um so yeah it's a it's a very positive result for them um i know how the devs get on on, but i won't say but I'll, i'll wait for swindon to tweet when because obviously they only tweet the dev scores when they win when they've won, so um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, good, good result, good result for the first and again in front. Although I looked at the video, it didn't look like a massive crowd, I don't know what the crowd was, um, which is a shame. Um, I don't know what the crowd was at the counter ground, but looking at one of the goals, it looked like it was a bit um, a bit defeated, but yeah, um, but no, at least they got the win, that's the key thing. They did indeed. Um, I don't have that information to hand, but I can try and find it. Equally, Sean's asked where they are in the table now. Um, I don't. I don't have the I table to fourth. hand. I think they're fourth. Woody thinks they're fourth, but we can fact check that for you as well. Uh, well, no, don't do it now because uh, no, now we can, we... I'll do it now. We don't need to worry about. No, it no, 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 uh, no, no, no. You yeah. can't. How because... did Highworth get on? How did Highworth? We're doing Highworth in a minute, but before yeah. we do Highworth, let's stick with mm-hmm. women's football, Woody. Yeah, and uh, you, yeah. you had the day off. From managerial duties, and and uh, you left uh, Rich as part of the 
uh, in-game management team. And needless to say, Rich at the wheel doesn't necessarily have the same um, sprinkling of magic as Woody, does he? Um, no, I don't think it's probably harsh because technically Sam was ten in charge, but um, we can blame yeah, yeah. both of them just for comical effect. No, um, no, let's blame but... it on Rich for comical effects. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, the 100% league start has, has come to an end um, against what I've been told is a very, very well-organised bath side. Um, so we lost 2-1. Um, I'm not too downhearted about it because, like I say, if we beat them on the reverse and it nullifies the result anyway, so... That's what we got, Wayne. But we just got games coming thick and fast now. So, you know, we've got Weymouth this weekend to concentrate on. We've got one less training session this week as well. So um, I've got to just concentrate on on this this Sunday, really. Um, you know, we, I said, we beat, we won, I said to Wazza, a very drunk Wazza last Sunday. Um, <laughs> I said that, you know, we, I, I said we've won, but we didn't play very well. And he, I just remember his words going, you won 7-2 and you didn't play very well. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, but I think it sounds like we probably pushed our luck a little bit too much this weekend. Um, I'm just going to so, mute yeah. Ben because whatever he's doing is very loud in the background. Yeah, it's, uh, but no, not the end of the world. It's a long old season. Um, and like I say, there's not many teams. I still stand by it. There's not many teams that will keep us out this year, I don't think. So um, we'll just have to um, dust ourselves off and go again. Um, oh, good line. <laughs> that's a that's a proper corporate line from a head coach stroke manager isn't it was a um in answer to uh woody was right uh swinging town women are fourth uh but for for sean's benefit and for the benefit of those watching uh there is the table in full for swinging town women at the moment uh they've played a game less than keensham who are above them um not a bad record played six one four drawn one lost one a goal difference of eight um, Bournemouth currently top played 6-1-6 a goal difference of 29 um, Chelsea played 6-1-9 lost 6 goal difference minus 55 so um, it's certainly differing fortunes in that division isn't it Woody? Yeah I mean Bournemouth beat Abingdon at the weekend um, Chelsea I just think I think I've got a feeling Chelsea just lost like pretty much every single player um, but they um, um, yeah they've um I do, I do believe it's quite a young side um, that they're playing at the moment. Um, Southampton women surprises me a little bit um, that they haven't won this this season yet, but um, they've had quite a difficult start. But yeah, I draw still... your attention to uh, Moneyfields, who we've discussed a few times in the past. Currently fifth in the table, played five one four, lost one. Goal difference of thirty. That's yeah, but because they've played it's, Southsea, I'm guessing. Played, yeah, they play and Bournemouth have played Southsea as well, so it's. Um, I still think of the league's exiters. Um, I know, funny enough, the Abingdon manager, um, Dan, said that he thinks that Bournemouth will win the league. This is before they played them. He thinks that Bournemouth will win the league. But I think it'll be Exeter, to be honest. I think they've recruited well. Um, I don't know why they didn't play at the weekend. But, the um, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's... But, yeah, unfortunately, just every now and then, you have... I don't, I, I don't want to put any disrespect on them, but you do have a Southie every now and then who just kind of go through the opposite they lose so many players over the summer and then all of a sudden yeah. they just and when you're when that league is getting better every season you almost can't afford to lose players all over the summer you know it's a bit like Bridgewater in some ways Swindon played on Sunday they've come down from tier three and teams still want to play for tier three uh, players still want to play in tier three so they, they probably lost quite a few players I know their development side folded I think so 
Um, you know, they obviously haven't got enough to field two two squads. So, um, but unfortunately, it does happen. It generally does happen in in football in, in women's football. Still, that's where that golf. Unfortunately, there is still that quite big golf between the professional leagues and the, and the non-professional leagues. But um, it's what it is. Well, moving on, you asked the question to try and avoid discussing Bassett. Um, so, so here is the answer. Uh, how did Highworth get on? Unfortunately, um, they ended up losing what was a topsy-turvy game um, at the weekend away to uh, Hereford Lads Club. They were 1-0 down. Pulled it back to line, um, I believe, and I'm just checking. Yes, they took a, a 2-1 lead before being pegged back to 2-2. Uh, ultimately losing out 3-2 in the end. So, uh, commiserations. Our boy went to... off at half-time, didn't he? Uh, yes, I believe he did. Oh. Um, I can scroll down and, fa- and fact-check that on a, on a night of fact-checking, if you like. But yes, I do believe that is correct. Pull out his sponsorship. We don't want to half-time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I believe that ultimately concludes uh, the evening. However, gents, I asked a question at the start. And no one listening or watching has sent in a message in the comments. Uh, I wonder if any of you have remembered it and have actually managed to come up with an answer. Can you link, via their teammates, Chris Kamara to Cristiano Ronaldo? I had to, I mean, I ain't got a Scooby. I had a look. Um, uh, Chris Kamara was on loan to Middlesbrough in 93. Was that the same season that... Um, Middlesbrough had Juninho and Ravinelli, so mate, was there some sort of link? Seems maybe? a bit early. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, that that was towards the end of his career, surely as well, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a clue to be honest. That's a really tough one. Uh, Ben's waving. Have you got an idea, Ben? You're on mute, Ben. There you go. Oh no, he's muting himself again. There we go. Um... <laughs> Yeah, because he, he was quite, he retired like right in the early 90s. So he must have played with some really young player who went on to draw Man United as later days. Do you um, know how to get that? I think, go I think on, I you tell me. I have one, right? And I don't know if I'm too early. He played for Leeds, didn't he? Right? So yeah, he did. Was it Chris Kamara played with Eric Cantona, who played with David Beckham, who then played with, no, who played with Paul Scholes, who then played with Cristiano Ronaldo? I would have to fact check the Leeds one, but oh, you're you're along the right lines. Oh. So, so to get there, what about Michael um, Carrick? So I was oh, yeah. thinking Michael oh. Carrick would be the key, uh, but to get there, uh, what I had to do uh, with Mike was go uh, Chris Kamara to Calderwood, and then go to Hoddle Beckham oh. Carrick oh. Ronaldo. Oh. Hoddle Beckham. Yeah, England. 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 Yeah, but Hoddle managed England. Hoddle managed Beckham. He didn't play with Beckham. Yeah, but he managed him. But I thought we weren't doing managers. Yeah, no, I, suggested... I said you could do managers. You were trying to link him to Alex Ferguson <laughs> because he played against him. Yeah, I said because um, I said, what did I, I went, Ferguson was. Oh, I can't even remember my link now. Yeah, he what wasn't Kamara's say? manager. No, but Kamara would have. Played against Ferguson at some point. Ferguson was in charge of um, Swindon in ninety in eighty six. He took hold of Man United. He got charged Man United. 
So he would have played against Ferguson at some yeah, point. Yeah, but you can't do opposition managers. He could have played for him, but not opposition managers. All Otherwise, right. you could link anybody to anyone quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I'll get back in the box. But yes, if you have any more of those uh, teammate connections, uh, I know myself and Mike are going to be working on a few, but if you can think of any, drop me a DM and we will test the panel to see if they can work it out now that we've done uh, a first one just to guide them into it. Um, gents, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to have my say on, on a week of defeats. Um, I, I appreciate your time as always. Anyone going to Reading, um, kids or not, Travel safe, be loud, be proud, and you know what? Let, let's have a cup adventure. Why not? Um, Who knows? We we might win. We might win. Probably won't. We might win. We will be back on Friday to preview the weekend action. But until then, from me and tonight's panel of fools, thank you very much for watching and listening. Good night. Take my Take my whole life too But I can't help falling in love with you oh,